one and all to episode 17 of the Crook and Candle podcast. It is I, Ozzy Anteus, and Trajan Anteus. What's up, you guys? Yeah, I hope you guys are doing good. Dude, uh, before we start, like, we just, like, before we even started this episode, I, we reached 200 subscribers on the YouTube channel, which is F, yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> fucking A, man. Like, thank all of you guys. Um, in fact, um, that video we did on Dino, like, is almost to 10,000 views. Mm. In fact, I was actually kind of blown away. And, uh, I mean, we kind of talked about this in the previous episode, so we're not going to go too deep on that. But, like, it's funny how, like, it, I think it was, like, February 20th is when that came out. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. episode came out. Yeah. And now it's, like, almost at 10,000 views. Like, the, the, I type in Dino Samisi on the YouTube search bar. Mm-hmm. It's the first video. At, wow. the t- at the top yeah. wow so there's a lot of interest yeah there was a lot of interest and in fact um you know we talked about this in the previous episode but uh i, th- I think you said april we're planning on going back out yeah to oakland yeah i mean really what i want to do is uh definitely i want to get a a uh, interview with mouse um and uh i'd love to get one with todd as well mm-hmm. um and kind of the way where the podcast is moving with um interviews and stuff like that we don't have anyone on today but but right. you know we we definitely have more people planned it's just getting them yeah eventually the plan is to get more people who are creative people to just get come on the show and just be able to talk about like what it's like for them being a creative and all that stuff. And I think there's, yeah, there is a big interest in that. Kind how of they stuff. got there. Yeah. How they got there. What was their journey? How did they start? You know, I, I think it's very interesting. And, um, you know, obviously that's where you guys, why you guys you're decided finding, to watch that video. Yeah, so you're finding the interest there. As so, well, so yeah. So yeah, that's where we're going to be going. Um, also, uh, just as a quick little aside, I've noticed on the analytics that, uh, because I'm saying this mainly for the YouTube page. If you're watching these videos on YouTube, I saw that there was like 93% of people who are not subscribed who are watching our videos. Mm. So if you at any point find value in these videos and you like them, hit the subscribe button, notification bell, leave a comment. It means a lot. We also read all the comments and I try to make sure to respond to every single one of them. In fact, if there's a good comment at any point, in any of our episodes, I make sure to highlight them yeah. in these videos. So, uh, or the podcast in general. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, do all that. Um, but in any case, um, let's, uh, move on. Uh, oh yeah. Like we had to start this right. Like how, how's your week been? Oh, this week has been, um, busy. Yeah. I've been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but exciting, you know, um, at the beginning of the year, not only did we, you know, we did a podcast. Here comes the dogs. Yeah, we did a podcast uh, on new, you know, I think it was called New Year, New You, mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about what we'd been planning on doing for the new year. Yeah, and we've been doing it. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's so it's it's been good. Um, I I was having a conversation with someone recently, and I said, you know. The way it seems to go for me as a creative person is when I'm engaged in the things that I'm passionate about, that I that I enjoy and that are yeah. creative, my life goes a lot better. I'm not as depressed. I'm I'm you know, I'm not anxious. 
it feel I feel really good. And actually, I'd have to say, uh, you know, like getting tapped for that that film project that we got coming up. Yeah, um, which we'll definitely talk about more. In fact, yeah. we want to we want to get um what's August? August. Yeah, yeah, we want to get him on the podcast and uh, talk to him about his uh you know you know his film journey and all that kind of stuff and uh, that project because I think that's going to be a really cool project to work on. Yeah, um, and it's cool to see. I was just really inspired by it because in today's age, mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of because we wanted to talk about kind of popular culture today, um, just have a conversation about it. Uh, but popular culture isn't necessarily people making content on TikTok or YouTube and dancing around and talking about stupid shit. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's, it, it was really inspirational to see a young person who's like, I want to do this. And, I, and right when we, we talked, you know, he was a client, a tattoo client, right. As we were talking about it, I was like, this is awesome. Cause mm -hmm. it, you know, and we had a really good conversation. That's why I want to get him on. Cause we have a great, we I've tattooed him twice and we've had incredible conversations mm -hmm. um each time i tattooed them and it was it was always one of those things both times where the tattoo was not something that should have taken three hours <laughs> uh it should have taken an hour and they both times it was like three hours and it wasn't that i was really going slow it was that we were just talking so much we were deep in conversation yeah. talking about some really interesting stuff and just t so i was taking my time i did not charge him for three hours also <laughs> <laughs> i only charged him for the hour and again with with what everyone has all been through the last couple years with uh the bug yeah uh that's in in society these days and around the world um there's been a lot of disconnection you know you're not able to really i mean things are kind of getting back into yeah we're, we're getting a there. normal thing we're, i think on the 15th they're gonna i want to say it was the 13th 13th they're gonna I, get yeah, rid of say, the mask yeah i want to say it's the next saturday yeah so so yeah we're good we're getting we're, back we're getting back there but even me like there was a show at el corazon mm -hmm. um and just recently and I and I looked at it. The band Immolation from from uh, New York was out, and I love that band. I'm death metal band, and <laughs> I I've been a you know I really love their music for since they came out. And I was like, oh, Immolation. And I thought about like going to El Corazon. It's been so freaking long since I've been there. But I was just like, eh, nah, not yet. I'm not I'm not ready to dive back into. Yeah. you know being around tons of people and uh you know i have to say this because it was um uh, my old friend missy barons uh who i want to interview as well mm -hmm. um on her i think it was her facebook page she's got this look and i and you know i love missy she's always she's got this really great smirk that she makes and there's a picture of her just with this smirk on her face and you know she comes from my time and she, i remember her as like totally punk rock chick you know and mm -hmm. political and stuff like that and so her little picture said i have a healthy no it said something like realize i have a healthy distrust of uh how'd she say it i have a healthy distrust of authority <laughs> but i am vaccinated 
And that said a lot to me because I'm like, yeah, I, I do too. I don't just trust everything that comes out of, you know, the government or what's being said. But, you know, I definitely want to be smart about things. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm vaxxed. I'm boosted. So Common sense. Yeah. It, it, I, I, you know, I feel safer, but I still don't, you know, I'm, I'm not really ready to dive back into well, don't be reckless. Yeah. Like, yeah. be smart. Don't do stupid shit. Like, especially if you're older, like, especially in your case, it's like, dude, yeah, you've, you got some shit to, to lose. Yeah. So it's like, last thing you want is to get, get sick. Yeah. Obviously. Well, so. actually, I'm going to tell a quick story. Okay. So come on up, Bishop. Um, this had to be like 2017. I was living in Portland and... It was a really weird situation. The next 2018, I moved to Seattle, but it was right before. And I remember I was walking this guy <laughs> and I lived by a Fred Meyer. We walked to Fred Meyer. And uh, as we're coming back, I'm crossing this street. And all of a sudden, this, I had a full on like final destination moment. <laughs> Or something, it wasn't a voice, but this thing came through and it was like, you are going to die. Mm -hmm. And it, it, again, it wasn't a voice. It was more telepathic, like, if you will. More like, more like a gut feeling. I'm, no, I mean, it, it was, I can't explain it as a voice. And, you know, it, I was probably having some sort of flashback for all I know, because like when I've done ayahuasca, which is the constituent ingredient is uh, dimethyltryptamine, one of the most powerful psychedelics known to man, um, there were times where during my, my ceremony that I'm sitting there meditating and just I'm inside my brain, um, things would come across, but I couldn't call it a voice. But it was like a voice, but it wasn't a voice. It was just, it just hit my head, my brain. So this happened too. I got a crap. You are going to die. And it, I paused in the middle of the street. Sure. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm in the middle of the street. And I ran across <clears throat> and I mean, I got to the other side of the street. I'm like, what was that? Mm -hmm. That What the, what? what was that and so then i start walking bishop down the street and a car comes and i'm like oh oh my god and i got all nervous and i was i only had to walk like a couple blocks but i was all paranoid and i remember as i was walking i was like you know what if i was about to get on a plane right now i wouldn't get on it i mean it, it, it kind of shook me and uh months later i talked to two different people that were a little older and i started to telling them the story and both of them were like before i got to you're going to die they both already knew what i was about to say and they're like oh like did you get like you're gonna die or something i'm like yeah and both of them were like oh yeah mortality hit you and i i've had a lot of you know people pass away around me over the years so i understand death mm -hmm. uh you know, I know it happens, um, but I I got hit with my mortality. Apparently, you know, it was it was something that really rang out for me, and it made me at that point. I, I started looking at it because when I, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll actually a lot of times I, I look at my 
my shit, yeah. as it were. Yeah. You know, what am I, what do I say I want to do? And what am I doing about it? Am I not doing anything about it? You know, stuff like that. So when that happened, I was like, damn, like there's a lot of things that I do want to do that I haven't accomplished yet. And I don't want to fucking die. I mean, my, my whole goal has always been to be able to face uh, stepping into that undiscovered country as it were, um, and and be okay. I think anyone always wants to live one more day, but I definitely don't want to, you know, face death and know that there were all of these things that I could have done and that I said I wanted to do, but I didn't. And so, like, I don't want to face death with regrets of right. not doing stuff. So, <clears throat> fast forward to 2020 when this pandemic hit and i remember i remember when it was happening you were like oh blah 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 the pandemic and i i was like oh man you know they've had avian flu and mad cow disease and this and that and ebola showed up in atlanta i can't remember what year and you were like no man i think this is really serious yeah and he showed me some videos of like china and they're walking around in hazmat yeah, there suits, were some gnarly videos coming out spraying spraying whatever yeah people getting welded into their fucking houses, houses yeah and shit. It, like that was just crazy so yeah that was that was so when that happened i was like okay i had that experience where i got hit with my mortality and it, it it landed, let me tell you. Sure. So when that was going on, I was like, damn, well, there's this thing happening right now. It's killing people. I don't want to fucking die right, right now. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I've actually, since I had that experience in 2017, the following years, I've been working hard towards the goals that I've really had mm -hmm. and set for myself and stuff like that. So... Uh, when it when it when the pandemic hit, I was like, "Hey, I'm I've been making these moves. I've been doing good. I don't want to, and I'm on a roll. I don't want to die right now." So I was like, "I'm gonna pay attention to you know people that seem to make sense, <laughs> and um, you know whatever anyone else thinks, I don't care. I'm gonna do what I need to do to stay safe." Because yeah. I don't want to put myself in jeopardy because I have goals. I, I, you know, like this podcast was one of those goals that has come to fruition and I'm actually seeing it grow. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel really good, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. I wanted to ask you about your week because you said you were feeling like blah. Yeah, it's been kind of meh. Meh. Um, Why? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, Money. It's, well, I mean, that's. I think that's a part of it. I, I don't okay. think that's the sole reason, though. Like, mm. just, just um, this week. I don't know. I just haven't felt the same sense of motivation recently. Mm. Like, um, I, it's just probably one of those weeks. Yeah, it, 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 I, it's hard to explain. You know, it's like because, because um, I, I have shit I can do, uh, but this, the, especially this weekend, like. Um, now I, I did get, uh, like do some recording shit for my, um, my other side project and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, but I haven't really put it in as much work this 
weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, a, and it's like a, in fact, kind of getting to um, your sense of mortality. Like, um, like I, you know, because that's the thing. It's like I, I feel the older you get, you, you do, um, you you do kind of have to, you kind of come into terms with like how much time you've wasted, mm. and shit. Yes. And, um, you know, like this weekend, I've kind of felt guilty because it's like I I know there are things I could be doing, but I've kind of just not done that shit. And I don't know why. It's like I, it's just that sense of motivation. I haven't really had it. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, maybe that'll change by next week because sometimes that shit comes and goes. Sometimes you just feel unmotivated. I think that's um, a normal thing for a lot of artists creative sure and i, I, th I really think I, I think another part of it also comes down to not to get too geopolitical on this podcast oh the fucking war the ukraine and yeah yeah that whole that, situation yeah because yeah that's a fucked up it, it is um and um you know and it's like because it's kind of funny too because like when i started uh paying attention to that and just especially when like um putin was like talking about like oh we're gonna you know, put our nukes on high alert. Yeah. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I saw, I saw some videos that were like, is this about to be world war three? Yeah. There's been a lot of people throwing that around, <clears throat> which, yeah, that's kind of concerning. Yeah. <laughs> who, who knows at this point, it seems, I don't Again, I'm not going to get too into that because like, I don't want to, that's get, a whole totally different. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to get in. I don't want to get in. Uh, I don't want to get things wrong. Um, but yeah, paying attention to that. It, it, if anything, like paying attention to that, it's definitely kind of highlighted. Because because it made me think like, okay, let's say, <laughs> let's say fucking there were nukes launched, yeah, and and Ukraine got bombed, and then next thing we know, we're getting bombed. Like like imagine well, like uh, you know the game Fallout, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like imagine if we ended up going into a Mad Max dystopia. <laughs> oh, totally. No, no. Actually, I, like I'm, I'm 50, so I'm, I'm from the generation where the, yeah, col the, Cold, the War. Cold War was going on, and literally when I was in high school, if you would have asked a high schooler at mm. that time, what do you think about the Cold War between Russia and America? They would have something to say about it because sure. we knew about it. We yeah. were always really kind of sketched out about the tension that was constantly yeah. going on between Russia and, and the United States and nukes. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies back then was uh, uh, War Games yeah, with yeah. My, Matthew Broderick. Mm -hmm. Good evening, Professor Falcon. Would you like to play a game of chess? <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we were well aware. And, you know, we've had conflicts since then since the cold war kind of started definitely you know everyone's been around for things that have happened over the past 30 years or so um but this is a new level of suck right now going on because it's 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 just uh, anyways actually that kind of leads into what i want to talk about because you know a lot of times especially if if especially the last couple of years and dealing with the pandemic and now this stuff, that stuff is really causes anxiety and, you know, people are more depressed nowadays because of the lack of being able to interact. And there's been this, sh all this crap going on. Yeah. And what nor what we normally do as people, and that's why it's hard. Like, 
you could be working and you're dealing with a crappy boss or you know and shitty clients and stuff like that and you're you know you're getting into an argument with your girlfriend or going through a breakup or whatever and the thing that we do is we go and do things to take our mind off we go to the movies yeah we we, we go to a baseball game yes, we go and a, a sort of escape yeah yeah to take your mind off of it yeah and that stuff has really i mean again it's coming back but you know there was all this stress and there was nothing you could really do to blow off steam yeah and uh, that's why i mean i think a lot of things where like people are freaking out at airports or just being shitty yeah it um is. i think it's it has a lot to do with people's stress levels you know and uh that's yeah. that's definitely something that's going on right now and so people want to get a little bit of their escapism in but there's there's either things that you can't really do or you don't you still might not feel safe like me going to a, a show indoors um but it can be something like again video games movies stuff like that but the last five years 10 years even yeah i would say the last 10 years 10 years there's been this just kind of constant rollout of crappy uh things like again i would I say movies video games i'm not super stoked on on music that much even right now especially popular music it, uh, i would like to apologize for the dog chewing on the bone because <laughs> you could clearly hear it <laughs> go. <laughs> go 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 dude you've got to chew on the bone yeah. go over chomp, there chomp chomp yeah he's gonna chomp over by you <laughs> but yeah i mean it's like here let me just ask you the question what because you've seen it. We've had these conversations yeah, yeah. where where things like, okay, beloved IPs, movies, are being completely changed. And I have a I have an idea of what happened and why that's happening, but things that you may have loved all of a sudden kind of changed and it wasn't as good. It was actually worse really worse in many cases and if you have anything critical to say about it you're called you know a bigot a bigot or a phobe or or right. whatever it's just so the people that are creating the content that we normally look to for escapism but yeah the the, the things that we used to look to for that escapism to take our kind of stress away are just crappy they you know they they don't give you a good story they don't uh you know they preach at you in in video games in comics right. they don't just tell a good story i tend to you know get I get into watching you know series uh anything that's I, I watched fringe this show that's i mean it ended i mean they did five seasons but it ended and it was it was great it, like mm -hmm. because they take the time and they have the time to build like character arcs and stuff like that you care about the characters yeah. and you know there's movies today where you absolutely don't care about anyone you're just right. watching this movie and and i would talk about star wars star wars the original star wars <laughs> the original star wars 
you cared about the freaking droids. Yeah. C-3PO and R2-D2 and the big walking carpet that just went <laughs> at Chewbacca, you know? You cared about those characters. And you don't see that a lot anymore. So my, my question to you was, is there anything or any kind of content, games, anything that you're enjoying right now? Uh, well, well, as far as like um, content I've been enjoying recently, uh, I, I got back into uh, this game, Stalker. Mm. Um, Stalker, I uh, actually been playing the mod uh, Stalker Anomaly, which basically, because there's this game, uh, which by the way, actually talking about Ukraine, uh, that was made by a Ukrainian developer back in the day, uh, mm. Stalker, and they were actually working on the sequel, which who knows what the fate of that game is going to be because they're in a fucking war. You're right. <laughs> so, which is kind of gnarly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've been playing that. And the reason I enjoy it is because it, it, it takes me out. Cause yeah, talking about escape, it's like it, 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 it puts me in this different world where in, imagine a post, um, apocalyptic, apocalyptic yeah, yeah. kind of situation in the Ukraine where after the Chernobyl disaster, like all these mutants start forming, and then you have all these guys called stalkers who go into the zone, as it's called, mm -hmm. um, where there's all this radiation, like anomalies, like uh, like you can just be walking around, and then a fucking dude walks into a like an anomaly, and they just spin in the air and blow up, you know, you know <laughs> stuff like that. It's um, you know just crazy shit, um, but there's also all this like kind of lore in the game where it's like interesting it's like it's this world it's this world that is built from the ground up now the the game itself is kind of jank in a little in a, in a way because like when the game was made uh the engine they were using was not well optimized mm. so but but to see fans kind of take that and make it something like uh that's well a it works and feels more modern and you know and uh overall it's fun it's a fun game that immerses you into this world. Like, yeah, it does feel like a thing that is kind of rare. Um, now, I want to say, to be a little bit optimistic, I, I find that I I'm seeing more and more people trying to get back to that. Hmm. And, uh, tr you know, but of course, like speaking about um, popular culture, yeah, there's been this massive shift um, at least, especially in the West, uh, I have to make that distinction because um, when it comes to um, whether it's, you know, media, movies, comic books, uh, TV, like there's been this massive push of trying to essentially hit check boxes, so mm -hmm. to speak. You it's know? like Korea is doing movies like Squid Game, yeah. and stuff like that, that people loved. Yeah. You know, and definitely uh, Japan's got it going on when it comes to sure. the storytelling through uh, manga. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that we're seeing that explode, but we're seeing Western comics just dying. And, and it may, and that's the thing too. It, it kind of made me because I I was actually thinking a little bit more because um because you see all these like for example um Marvel comics like there was like a, what was it last year or the year before that where there was that I don't even remember what it was. I don't I think it was like some like new mutants X-Men thing mm -hmm. where it like two of the characters was fucking what? Snowflake and Safe Space. Right, right, right. Which is like talk about 
not having like just or just having no self-awareness whatsoever because it's like first of all think of how ridiculous that is right like it's like now <laughs> and it's like I, i'm trying to tread lightly tr lightly here because i'm because here's the thing it's like i want to make this very clear i like because when we talk because uh, people have been talking more about having more inclusion and diversity in media and whatnot and i'm all for that i'm all for representation that's fine the thing i get annoyed with is how they're trying to fit say a round peg in a square hole mm -hmm. where and they're trying to force it in there mm -hmm. and and uh, and it made me wonder like why is it because 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 some people when especially like you'll see certain youtubers talk about that and it's like dude don't force things where it doesn't belong and shit like that and it's like because here's the thing it's like to me i don't care if a if there's a trans character or a gay character or black white yellow fucking unicorn it, i don't care about that that's fine i care about the end product yeah and i think that's and because um in fact stan lee um back in the day uh rest rest in peace stan lee um the man who was the godfather of like um marvel mm -hmm. essentially like he he talked about how important it is because 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 that's the thing people forget it's like because uh people there are people that have this misconception that comic books back in the day were not progressive or something like that yeah. in some ways they could have been but the thing is like uh for example the x-men yeah like the x-men that that was that was basically a fucking allegory for um uh, uh, uh what am i trying to say um you know for like different minorities basically okay. it, that's what it was because you have the the mutants who are not fucking like they're, everyone they're else they're the others yeah they're, they're they're others yeah and so so in a way it's like that you know it was making a point within the story with uh, within those stories but the reason why shit like the x-men worked so well is because they were telling good stories right that was the focus right people very often have asked me um who do you write for and basically i write for myself yeah because if you can please yourself if you can write a story that you're excited by I hate to say this, but you're no different, and I'm no different than millions of other people. And if we like something, there are bound to be other people who like it too. But I think one mistake writers make sometimes, they don't try to write something that excites them, but they write something that they think will excite yeah. them. But you, you can't know them. You can only know yourself. So my rule has always been, to write a story that I'm interested in and to hope that enough people have the same taste that I do. Yeah, go ahead and have your message. But in fact, I even touched on, on upon this on, what was it, episode 16 where I was getting tattooed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I said like, listen, you can add an, a message. It, it, you can add a message to your story or your media, like even video games. I, I'm all for having a message, but does it serve the story? It, it, does, it does by the end of the piece of media. Like, is it good? Mm -hmm. Because the fact of the matter is, if you make a piece of media and you're trying to shoo, shoo in a, a, a message uh, about being anti-racist, for example, like, 
okay, that's a cool message. Is the story good? If the right. answer is no, right. well, then your message, your message doesn't mean shit because no one's going to want to read it or, right. or, or take, take part in it. For example, um, like uh, there was uh, or, or, or even get certain situations like uh, that Cowboy Bebop uh, Netflix show, um, which Kali, can you stop? Um, I just, yeah, let me. So I'm a, I'm an anime person. I, I like watching, especially much older stuff because mm-hmm. there's definitely a good amount of stuff within that the, the late eighties to early nineties, mid nineties, even early two thousands where there was a lot of cool shit coming out at that time. There's a lot of bad shit too, but there was a lot of cool shit. For example, uh, Cowboy Bebop, um, the anime, like that was super progressive for the time because mm-hmm. it was very diverse. There was a lot of, uh, you know, like different races. Like there was a fucking Native American guy who's the old wise elder, mm-hmm. like given the main character's advice. Like the main character, Spike, is fucking Jewish, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, like that was very progressive. Yeah. But then you have the Netflix show where it's like, like for example, there's one character in it. Um, in the original anime, uh, what fucking what's his name? Hi guys, future Ozzy here. Uh, the character I was thinking about from Cowboy Bebop, but I couldn't remember at the top of my head at the time when I was recording that was the character Gren. So, anyways, let's get back to the podcast. Was like the friend of the main villain Vicious, who like they fought in a war on Mars or something like that. They were close buddies. Then Vicious sells him out, and he gets thrown in prison. And he's experimented on by give, forcing him to take drugs, which gives him, which basically turns him into a female, basically, or, mm. or like he grows tits and shit. Okay. But he was forced to do that. And this is Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, okay, the you. anime. Mm-hmm. And so now he, so essentially he was not, he, because there are, there are definitely people that try to, like, especially when it comes to the Netflix show, they took that as, oh, well, clearly this guy's. A trans person mm-hmm. when that's not the case mm-hmm. because because here's the thing about yeah you because know, here's the thing if, you, if you're gonna go that route it's like that doesn't make sense because most people who are trans they choose to be that mm-hmm. and and they didn't choose to be yeah that. he didn't choose to be that and in a way he was this tragic character but some people took that to mean as oh well th- this is obviously painting trans people as like evil or something like that it's like what what are you talking about? That makes no sense at all. Like, have you have? I, and well, people are reading into it something. Yeah, that's yeah they're not trying there. to. Yeah, they're trying to extrapolate a certain meaning where it's not there. Yeah, and, and even I was even like reading interviews, and I'm like, I don't understand that. So what? So what did they do? They they got a trans or non-binary <laughs> actor to play a trans woman version of this character dress and drag and you know and it's like i'm like this is not <laughs> this that that is like which here's the thing if you people if there are people that'll watch that netflix version of that show and you liked it cool for you good for you good for you i'm glad you enjoyed it not many people did and guess what fucking happened it got canceled yeah and, and the people uh, that didn't like it were the people that were into the original well it, well first of all it's like that that show like there's no point of that show existing to be honest and I find it, find it funny because it's like they made that show, but then they also had the original anime on Netflix. So it's like, 
why would I watch that? Why I'll just watch the anime. Yeah. Cause yeah. The, cause a, it's still good. And B like it's, it's way more smarter than I think some people were trying to give, not give it credit for. Yeah. Cause it, it was, and that's the thing. The thing that I liked that show, that original anime, the reason I liked it was because it did touch on certain subjects in a very, um, uh, understated way. Like it, it touched on specific subjects in a way that wasn't in your face Preachy. and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't trying to like speak to you like you're an idiot. Right. And I think the problem too, with all of these, uh, or, or hell, even like that fucking uh, new, uh, Amazon show mm -hmm. the, for Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Like, here's the thing. I don't, I like, you want to make dwarves that are black women. Okay. That's fine and all that's cool. But you know, it, I just feel, it, and, and I'm not the only one. In fact, I remember talking to some of my coworkers uh, who mentioned it, and um, and, and I'm like, oh, what did you think about, about it? Because I, I didn't want to watch it. I didn't care. But seeing people, like, kind of outside of, like, Twitter, like, give their opinions on they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they decided to make this. Well, is it money? Yeah. It, well, <laughs> but that's the weird part. It's like, okay, you have the money to make something. Why wouldn't you make it good? Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, because like, uh, <laughs> what was that? There was that one super fan video. Oh, yeah. Where it's yeah. like, oh, man. Like, there's <laughs> like some gay dude who's like, like, oh, you know, what if Sauron was super hot or some shit? Under his mask. Under his mask. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Like Sauron is hot, I feel like people will be like, I can fix him. <laughs> He's fucking evil. Yeah, yeah. Like that makes no, what? <laughs> like, and first of all, I just I think the reason why that didn't land that show it's it's because it was clear they were not marketing to the fans right. at all. Right, right, right. In fact, like uh, one, there was like one point uh, people were bringing up, which is like the the dwarf women in that show. Apparently, or apparently in the actual Lord of the Rings lore. Yeah. Dwarf women have beards, right? Right, 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 right. like that. Because, yeah, it, it, so it is in there, it is in there, yeah, yeah, it is an actual thing. J.R.R. Tolkien like made sure to make that a detail, yeah, and that, and yet you don't have that in the show, which showed that they obviously didn't. And, and it's like not even that, but it's also like stuff like, um, they decided to get instead of get Lord of the Rings advisors who know what the fuck they're talking about. They got people who are advisors for the Game of Thrones show. It's like, why would you do that? Why not get people who understand Lord of the Rings instead of Game of Thrones right. advice? What, you know. Actually, I saw a little clip of, um, I can't remember who it was, but it was someone who was really part of the development team for this. Mm -hmm. And I guess the question gets asked about the, the dwarves and their beards. Right. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, that's not canon. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then everyone's did. like, what do you mean? That's That, that yes, guy totally did not know what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, he, he's like, yeah, it wasn't in any of the books. He didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, everyone was like, yes, yes, Yeah, like immediately was. all fans were like pointing out that this guy did not know what he was talking about. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? It was in the lore. If yeah. you actually knew what you were talking about... And of course, what they tried to fucking talk down to these people, like, "Oh, you're just 
you know, you're bigots. It's like, no, yeah, that's not the case at all. Well, it sucks to not be able to be critical without being. Well, and that's the thing that's really annoying. And I, and I think there's, especially with this Lord of the Rings shit, I, 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 I'm starting kind of to see the tide turn a little bit where people are having enough of this bullshit where the, this gaslighting mm-hmm. shit where like somehow the fans are like the same happened with the cowboy bebop show when all like when all these people uh, these fans were like voicing their concerns and it, it, you know and um it, it, the thing i would notice is like media especially media like it, which I I find game you know journalism like very very <laughs> Kelly you're ruining my flow here girl so anyways back to what I was saying so like the thing like with the media like I I that I find very disconcerting is um like I'll see like uh, these journalists like basically play like uh, defense for these corporations who are making these products and basically trying to paint any fans who actually give a shit as somehow these alt-right bigots and shit like that. And it's like, how is that going to help these products from how are the, how are these products going to succeed? If you, all you're doing is you're, you're making, you're making these uh, people who would otherwise want to give it a chance. You're just turning them away. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense at all. Well, actually, I was... Uh, God, I really wish I could remember the video of the, the guy that I watched. It was a YouTube video. And he made a really interesting point, especially he was talking about movies these days. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to explain... Because people can see movies used to be like this. And then, you know, 10 years ago, they just this real shift started happening yeah and and everyone's like what's going on and he was like well because i think he was in the movie industry at some point he wasn't anymore Mm. but he goes well what has happened is the veterans of the movie industry the directors cinematographers writers Mm -hmm. you know they were being paid you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a job yeah but corporations being what corporations are they're like well we got this whole new group of young people and we can pay them seventy five thousand dollars yeah okay very yeah and see the young people as culture changes the young people tend to when you're younger you tend to glom on to uh, again you're 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 following your peers more often than not so you glom on to what are the talking points, what is the new um, way of looking at things, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so the people that are in, in you know, film school or whatever, when they're coming out, they have these ideas and now they're put into positions of power, basically. And so what they're doing, because there's the saying you can't, um, you can make some people happy some of the time, but you can't make all people happy all of the time. Right. And so they're trying, they're, they're sitting there spending all this time trying to make, you know, certain people happy, certain certain groups. And again, 
you know, in life, like this, is, when it comes to say representation in life, there's, you, unless you live in a weird little pocket where there's just, everyone's exactly the same. Normally right. you go to work, you know, and you have people that are of different races. Yeah. You have certain amount of females, certain amount of males. You might have certain amount of heterosexuals and gays and trans and that's life. Yeah. Okay. So if you're making a movie, sure. Put those people, different people in it, yeah. you know, because that's life. Yeah. But give us a good story. Yeah. Make sure it's good. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, cause it seems like a lot of times, especially in the Twitter world and where everyone these people you know a lot of people have this really loud voice and yeah i'm like you know so you can't enjoy a movie unless all the people in it are exactly like you which which that kind of mentality now and again, I, I cared about. I, I was really upset when R two D two got his head blown off at the beginning. <laughs> you know, when they blew up the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. Right before Luke fucking launched right. his, his thing, that upset me. Yeah. Okay. I had I I liked that character. Right. I liked his little attitude when he, you know, like, but it, it wasn't even a human. Right. It was a robot. And right. I, you know, and same Chewbacca, same thing. Like I cared about the, that character. He wasn't even the same species as me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I would, I would never be like, well, Star Wars is all right, but they should have made the Wookiee <laughs> a biracial guy <laughs> like me. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling represented. Right. It's and like so I don't like it. Right, and, and that's just I don't, stupid. Yeah, I don't understand that. In <laughs> fact, um, like uh, speaking of mod, like games, for example, um, Elden Ring came out, which uh, I want to play. That that looks pretty good. Um, like so, Elden Ring came out, and first off, there was all, <laughs> there was all this conversation uh, on, especially on Twitter, a bunch of people who bought the game that started to complain about the game being too hard. It's oh, it's super fucking hard. Doesn't have an easy mode. I guess I'm just gonna refund it. It's like, why did you buy the game? Yeah. It first of all, from software, the guys who made that game had no illusions at all that this game was gonna be easy, and yet you bought it anyway. Well, that's like like that's stupid. That's like you go, you know, I wanna, I wanna learn to pay, play chess. Right. So you buy a chess set. Right. You buy a chess set. You bring it home. You're like, Dad, let's play some chess. Right. And I beat you. Yeah. And I beat you. Yeah. And I beat you. Yeah. Because I know how to play the game. Yeah, you know I have how to experience. Play the game. I have experience behind it. And so you're like, fuck chess. Right. Instead of going, wow. And actually, this thing, you want to get better at something, you play someone who's better than you. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, what's the point? Actually, I'm like, if you want to play the, if you, if that is what upsets you about the game, maybe you shouldn't buy games and what you should do. Play instead. No, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even play the video game. Just watch, watch YouTube videos of people playing the game that know how to play the game. Oh, dude. Here, here, uh, <laughs> speaking, speaking of uh, getting, you know, wanting to get better, like, dude, like uh, fighting games is a great example. In fact, I remember, um, you know, like Street Fighter games like that. So, like, I come from a generation where 
I there to learn how to like input all those combos and mm-hmm. you know fucking uh, I hate those fucking uh, games. I never I never I, I that's funny looking back I was like I didn't say man I wish it was easier. I just was like I can't figure out all the combos right, so right. I just wouldn't play well, it. Well, but here's the thing like I came from a generation where like you di- you didn't have all this information. You you just only had what they ha- gave you and you just had to figure it out on your own and either you sucked or you fucking got better. But now we live in this generation where if you want to get better at, say, Street Fighter V, there's all these people making videos showing you here's how to do it. How Here's how to, uh, to, 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 to tech projectiles so you can, you know, not take damage. Uh, here's how to input, you know, these combos for Ryu or something like that. You know, there's all these videos like showing you all these tips and tricks. So if you really wanted to learn how to play the game, it's there. It's available. It's in the culture. There are people that are trying to make it more accessible, but then you have these people like, but it's still too hard. It's well, like, well, it, do you really want to play the game or not? Because because yeah. I just think a lot of these people that are bitching, like for example, going back to Elden Ring, all these people that are bitching about it, it's like, first of all, these games have been like this for a long time. Like every single game from Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, fucking Bloodborne, and then uh, Elden Ring. Uh, Sekiro, you know, all these games, they're all hard. They were made that way. Yeah. And that was... They're supposed to that, be a They're challenge. supposed to be a challenge. In fact, uh, Hida Taka Miyazaki actually gave a great quote because people... There's a lot of these people trying to say, well, we need to have an easy difficulty because it, it leaves certain people with disabilities out, which I th- which, first of all, it's one thing to talk about accessibility, but when you're trying to u- use disabilities as a way to just <laughs> express that you're just shitty at a game. Yeah. Like, kind of, come on, fuck yourself. Um, but, and here's the thing, I'm all for accessibility. Like, but I've seen people who, like, literally, like, I think there was one guy who had one hand, like, because his other hand's fucked up, mm-hmm. play Sekiro Shadows Die Twice and, like, beat the game with one hand. Mm-hmm. It's like, now, granted, it could have been easier if he had a dedicated controller. Right, you know, obviously, but but there are people that are doing shit like that. That I've I've seen like videos of like there's this one dude who made this uh, really cool like uh, 3D printed modification for DualShock Four, where you could just play a game with one hand. Oh wow! And it's actually really cool. So I'm all for accessibility. I, I think that is something that you should that the and, and you've been seeing strides uh, in these um, game developers and publishers working towards making that a thing. So I do appreciate that, but that's a different conversation than ruining the integrity of a game just to please somebody who probably isn't that dedicated to the game at all. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because because that's the thing. It's like to in fact, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, because a lot of people were criticizing from software for making the game hard. Why is there no easy difficulty? And he's like, dude, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, here's the thing. Like, I'm really bad at hard games. But whenever I beat a boss in a hard game, I feel I feel satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's why these games are hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, boom. Yeah. There you go. Yes. And I totally agree. Because here's the thing. I got back into playing Dark Souls 1. That game is fucking hard. Really? Really hard. I, like, I got back to the, like, I was, I decided to play uh, that game as a, uh, I forget what class it is where you're basically naked and you have a club. 
Mm. Uh, there's uh, the wretch or whatever it's called. Or, or uh, actually, I don't think that's what it's called in Dark Souls. But anyways, yeah, I know. Guilty. But um, but I got to the the first boss, I believe. I think it was the first boss where you climb up the tower uh, to get to the bridge to get to the main uh, uh, main castle area at the beginning of the game. And uh, there's this big fucking like you start running across the thing and then this big fucking minotaur motherfucker with a hammer just jumps on the bridge and, and there's like no space really. It's just this one like narrow pathway. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, so you're just like, oh, shit. And it's a, like one of the first hard bosses because because it's a big guy with a big giant club and they could fuck you up. Yeah. And um, but but you I was able to beat it because like a one perseverance b learning how to play the game and learning the attack patterns and then c there's also like a fucking way to easily kill the boss by going up like turning around once the guy starts coming towards you you could just run up the climb up the fucking uh this fort and you could just jump off and fucking hit him from above and deal massive damage and i won and i felt good about it yeah and well, that's the appeal yeah and I think that's the appeal of of and I think that's what a lot of people are wanting. Yeah. Is they want, you know, content that's good. Hollywood, if you're out there listening, give us good stories. Give us good stories. Uh the music industry, get good <laughs> good artists well, to put out music. Here's the thing. I here's the thing, even with like with the Hollywood thing, it's like, dude, I think they're shitting their pants because it, it, we're starting to see this kind of, um, well, I wouldn't even say shift. It's been happening for a while. But the fact of the matter is there are people that are able to nowadays be able to just circumvent Hollywood. Because yeah. you don't really need that shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. You really don't. If you want to make a good, high-quality film, it, it, like yes, you need money, obviously. But you don't necessarily need to go to Hollywood. That yeah. you, there are plenty of people nowadays, and that's the thing that's so great about this modern generation, like the good parts. Yeah, the good parts of this modern generation is that as technology has gotten better, it's become more accessible. Like even just the fact that we have this fucking camera and this and this setup here to do this podcast, it's like that happened because technology have, has progressed to the point and has become so accessible mm. that anyone can do this. Yeah. And 15 years ago, yeah, it was a totally yeah, different Yeah, story. a long time ago, if you wanted to make a good film, yeah, you had to go to Hollywood, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because they were the guys that had the equipment that had, you know, and had the money to be able to do it. Well, you that know? was like, that was like uh, when I was talking to August, we were having that yeah. conversation. I was like, you know, I tend to not really watch modern Hollywood movies because they yeah. don't give me what I want. But there's, again, the accessibility with technology now. Yeah, yeah. We're going to make a movie with, with yeah, August. Yeah. You know, no budget. You know, we might find a little bit of funding here and there to yeah, if we, feed if, the people. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, if we can do a little crowdfunding, that will help a lot. Yeah, and but, I mean, there's crowdfunding now. Yeah, the, even that. You know, you can, you know, if you're into video games, you could be like, I want to develop a video game. And then you could get, get on the internet and you oh, can dude. find people to help yeah, there, you. There's plenty of games that have come out that have been 
huge. Like, yeah. and, and I've done well, like Shovel Knight. Yeah, like that game came out like that was kickstarted a long time ago, and they made the game. And it's a fucking. It was like an NES style eight bit game. Mm. Like like uh like model after games like Mega Man and fucking Ducktales and shit like that, um, and it was fun, a really fun game, and I saw the appeal. And this this was they didn't fucking go to EA, they didn't go to Electronic Arts or well EA Electronic Arts same thing, uh, Activision. They didn't go to Capcom. They fucking were like we're asking people who see our vision and see what we're and trying see the to value put out and it, see the value yeah. in it. All we need is your money. Yeah. And they did that. Now, granted, there's also been plenty of <laughs> Kickstarter campaigns that have been done for these kind of games that have fucking just failed horribly, failed horribly, <laughs> never came out, um, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot of failures out there. But but the ones that were successful, it's like 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 uh, Shovel Knight. It's like it, it proved that you don't need to be a big corporation in order to make really good content that people want yeah and uh even even comic books and you know like a comic books movies games like that is kind of indie is kind of the way yeah in a way actually D dino talked a lot about that yeah the, the diy aesthetic yeah do, do it yourself don't don't because you don't want to have to um make sacrifices for something right. you really believe in i mean you're going to make certain sacrifices always yeah when when you're creating yeah sacrifice uh, is always it, needed. it's part of it yeah but to really give up like your integrity yeah to get the money from the big corporation to do the thing that's when you end up really you know upset at yourself right. and, and again there is people have the ability nowadays to do it themselves yeah. really on on a on a level that's really never been seen before and personally that's kind of where i wanted you know, wanted to go with this conversation was just yes we have these kind of tried and true uh types of entertainment yeah that everyone is used to you know plugging into or getting into um to provide some fun some escapism some take your mind off of the troubles of of today you know and yeah. and which is what you know entertainment is about you know and if you know if that's what you're looking for and you're not finding it in popular or corporate um expressions of of content or, or uh, products that they're putting out there are alternatives there are alternatives there are people that are still passionate about storytelling there's uh yeah. you know they're making good games uh you can get ebooks online and read stories that people have written that are yeah. excellent you know um there's so much out there and i i think it's really important that in this day and age you know it, it's it's <laughs> hold on hold on i'm taking that away from you in this day and age it's it's important to you know support your local artists support your local creative people yeah they're gonna they're, they they care about the people that care about them. Mm -hmm. Again, I'll do another Dino comment. Dino said something like, the only thing that really mattered to me was my friends. His people, the people that were around him and that were you know, near and dear to him, that's what he spent his time and effort on because you get more out of that. 
you know, you, you're going to get more out of, you know, supporting small businesses, creative people, you know, because we're the people that we care about our clients. Yeah. I would never, you know, as a tattoo artist, you know, you come in, you're like, hey, I want a tattoo of a gopher. And I'm like, gophers are stupid. <laughs> you know, like what? that person's never going to talk to me again. And when right. he goes and sees anyone else, don't go to that shop. This right. guy told me that my gopher was stupid. I want to get a gopher tattoo. Right. You know, when you're a creative person, you you want to have relationships with people. As a matter of fact, because of COVID, I've found that in tattooing, that's why I'll sit there and a, a, an hour tattoo will take three hours mm -hmm. because I'm 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 engaging. Sure with the person across from me and that stuff i that it feeds my soul sure you know and so yeah if there's you know it doesn't matter what kind of music it is if there's local music in your area support those local local artists you know if there's you know painters or you know poets or dancers or whatever support those people those are the people that care they're going right. to care about you and give you what you're looking for right and and also don't fucking worry too much if x y or z thing appeals to you or not because there's going to be something that's going to appeal to you directly because mm -hmm. because I, I think another problem just to kind of keep it short like because one of the things i definitely have seen with where these like especially when it comes to corporations making products for people it's like you see all these people on twitter especially which by the way twitter's not a real place go touch the grass <laughs> If you're on Twitter too much, fucking get off of it, man. Like, it's not a real place. <laughs> yeah, fucking dumpster fire. Um, but yeah, it's like, the thing is, it's like, one of the things I resent is this idea that ev these pieces of media need to check off all these boxes to appeal to me. It's like, no, not everything needs to appeal to you. Right. Because not everything is made for you. Yeah. In fact, like you've seen this uh, this uh, conversation kind of become more prevalent. This idea that certain things should be kept, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Which don't take that to mean that um, we shouldn't. We should just exclude everybody except if you you know like that kind of shit. It's like if you want to be a part of something, fine. You're allowed to do so mm -hmm. if you actually care. Yeah. You know, but the, the the problem is you see all these fucking like um, niches where it's like they, they, you know, they are trying to um, appeal to everybody. And it's like, no, that destroys communities. Yeah, it really does. It destroys communities. It destroys. Um, that's why you see like, why, why is it that comics are dying? It's because it's trying to appeal to everybody. Right. And that's like, no. That's the wrong thing to do. Same right. with same with music. Don't try to appeal to everybody because not everyone's going to like. For example, I know the things I like. Want to know what kind of music I like? I like fucking heavy metal, rock and roll, a little bit of like electronic music, mm -hmm. like like synth wave kind of shit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll enjoy a little bit of rap, but that's not m really my thing. Like that. Like imagine going to uh, fucking BTS, that Korean band, mm -hmm. fucking the boy band, and being like. That'd be like me going to BTS and be like, you know, I don't really like this Korean boy band shit. I wish you guys were more, had more of a heavy metal sound to appeal to me. Fuck, I would tell that person to go yeah. fuck himself. Yeah, yeah, because like, that person's supposed to go find heavy metal music. Yeah, exactly. That appeals to them, not, yeah. not disparage a different group. Yeah, exactly. 
don't do that. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. You know, that's why it's like when I see, like, uh, these, like, again, I see these, like, comic book stories trying to force in things where, or not even necessarily force things in where it doesn't belong, but, like, to try to forcibly check off a box in order to please a certain group of people that might not even care about Which comics. Which is called to begin pa with. pandering. Yeah, it's pandering. You know. And that's more insulting. Yeah, it is very insulting. Yeah, and in a way, it's like I've seen some really fucking weird shit. Like, like there was a fucking um, what was it? An Electra comic book, like yeah. um, where I forget the guy's name, but he did the art for it, and it was really good. But apparently, he drew all the art, and it, it involved a lot of the Asian characters, mm -hmm. and they look like Asians. Mm -hmm. And then to because <laughs> apparently Marvel has a this guideline of how to appeal to specific ethnicities where they took like, so that seems I, problematic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds very problematic. And you know what they did? They apparently had a problem with the guy's art. And so they turned the characters eyeballs who are Asians to look more basically Western or uh. it looks creepy. In fact, if I, if I can, I'll make sure to show it to you because it's fucking insulting to look at and apparently the guy who did the art like he didn't get contacted about that at all yeah he, they just changed they, it. they just fucking changed it and it's like and i looked at that i'm like if i was an asian person and i saw that i'd be very offended yeah because it's like th there's nothing wrong with this version of it and yet you changed it to appeal to me yet it didn't i don't get it right right like, that doesn't make sense to me at all and it just looked ugly. Like, especially, yeah, it's, I, I hate that kind of shit where you fucking ruin the integrity of what something is in order to pander to a specific group. It, yeah, and the reality is everyone, listen, people people judge things. Yeah, it's, um, it's a part, part of life. Part, part of, you know, being human yeah. and growing up is that you judge certain things. I like this. I don't really like that. That eh, kind of... You know, and you, that's how you do it. And you, anyone that's creating anything, you have to realize that that's the way it is. And, you know, there are always going to be someone, there's always going to be someone who's critical of you or yeah. ju judges you in a way that, you know, might not ma make you look the best or whatever. Right. You know, and if, if that's a real problem for you, actually it was, uh, what was that show? It was uh, True True Detective. Okay. And it was uh, my uh, the first season with um, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Okay, yeah. And, you know, Matthew McConaughey's character is really focused on his job, and he's got this high kind of moral code. And Willie Har Woody Harrelson's got a wife, and he's always messing around on her and drinking too much and da-da-da. Yeah. But he always feels that his partner who doesn't really say much about it except when Woody Har Woody Harrelson comes into work smell reeking of pussy and alcohol <laughs> and he's like you know Matthew McConaughey's like the fuck man and that's all he really says yeah. and then Woody Harrelson's character gets all offended right right and he says Matthew McConaughey uh, says I can't I'm paraphrasing too but he said yeah you know cuz he's like oh you gonna stand in judgment of me this reminds me of my youngest son but <laughs> you're gonna stand in judgment of me he goes listen man you know 
something about the esotericness of life being what it is. The fact is that everyone judges everything all the time. Yeah. It's what we are as people. And yeah. then he said, if you have a problem with that, you're living wrong, brother. Yeah. And and it yeah. that, that hit. Because yeah, you just up. have to accept it. There's going to be people that just don't like you. It, it's been very rare when this has happened to me, but there's been occasions over my lifetime where I just met someone and they just didn't fucking like me. Yeah. No, I and, 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 and too. Yeah. you know, I'm not going to sit there and try to make the person like me. No, if they don't exactly. like me, they don't like me. I keep it moving. You know, if you're going to make uh, something creative, there's going to be someone who doesn't like it. Right. And you 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 got to just let that go and move forward. Do the things that that appeal to you, you know, find the creative outlets that appeal to you, you know, find the content or whatever that you want to take in. Make sure that it appeals to you. Make sure that it's good for you, you know. And that's that's basically the gist of what I wanted to talk about. We didn't again have a guest on this right. week. I think next week we will. Yeah. Um but we just wanted to kind of have a data vent yeah i hope this wasn't too fucking rambly i because i feel we were kind of a little over all over the place no but. no not really i don't think so okay well I, I hope i hope you guys enjoy it but and here's the thing like just to get it out of the way like um listen like at the end of the day i i just feel don't take everything to heart too much like i, I think the problem is like especially with, especially if you go on Twitter, like there's so many people that take everything that everyone says too fucking like hard. And it's like, dude, who, yeah, like you said, like, dude, everyone's going to judge. And that's just the reality. And, um, and here's the thing. I know there's going to be people that are going to watch this who are going to listen to what we said and are going to judge us harshly. Yeah. They might get offended. And might get offended. And you know what? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Because here's the thing. It's like at the end of the day, it's not my goal to offend people, yeah. but I'm not going to sacrifice my integrity to, especially like, especially like I had this moment, like early on in the podcast when I had to disassociate from my mom. Yeah. It's like one of the things that I think can doom you as a person is when you care too much about what everyone thinks about you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you just got to be true to yourself. Yeah. So, and, and and especially when it comes to media, it's like just fuck worrying about what other people think. Yeah. So, that's my my two cents. Well, I'll give you an extra a dime. Okay. You got your last two. Okay. Um, regardless of what anyone says or thinks about you, man, I think you're cool. <laughs> give me a pound. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, we do have some uh, new uh, interviews coming up. Uh, this is the Crooking Candle podcast where you, you get to hear real conversations with real artists. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're about. And we got some more interesting stuff coming up for you. And I think with that, we're going to check gonna on close, out. Yeah, we're going to close out. Thank you, guys. We will see you next time. Peace. Peace.